Welcome to this episode of Consider It Blacklit. I am Kim Singleton, your host. And for those of you tuning in for the first time, Consider It Blacklit highlights films, television programs, and stage plays featuring African-Americans up front and behind the scenes. We also discuss social issues as it relates to some of these programs and how they may or may not impact our communities. So thank you for tuning in and we hope you continue to tune in each week. Today, it is my pleasure to discuss the 1968 classic film, For Love of Ivy. It stars Sidney Poitier and Abby Lincoln. This romantic comedy centers around Ivy, a live-in made for a suburban family. When she decides that she wants to leave and go to secretarial school and live on her own, the oldest son hooks her up with Sidney Poitier's character to encourage her to stay and, of course, to continue to be their maid. To discuss this film today, it is my pleasure to have a multimedia award-winning writer and museum professional, Kaylin Thomas. Welcome, Kaylin. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm so glad you could come on and talk about this film. We had both mentioned that we love romantic comedies, but before we start discussing the film, I like my audiences to know who my guests are. So why don't you tell our audience a little bit about you? Well, I am a multimedia maven, meaning that I am able to do writing, reporting, and photography for all forms of media. And I uh, majored in broadcast journalism at Howard University, your H -U. alma mater. You have to do the H-U, you know, right? Oh, yes. H-U, you know. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> right. And... Um, I got my first job in TV at CNN in Atlanta, and I was there for 17 years and was an on-air producer and reporter for the travel show. And so um, I got to travel all over the world on CNN's dime. So that was an amazing experience. I also went from there into the museum world as a program director. And that's where I got my love of um, African-American heritage, cultural heritage, tourism and preservation. And so now I combine my two loves, uh, journalism and uh, African-American cultural tourism, heritage tourism with my writing. And I write for various magazines and blogs, but um, two that I do the most for are Cuisine Noir magazine, which is an online magazine and has a um, once a year print edition and for soulofamerica.com. And I focus mostly on African-American cultural heritage when I do my stories. I'm also a major, major lover of the rom-com genre when it comes to film. Oh, that's amazing. Well, thank you for joining us. Like I mentioned before, this movie stars Sidney Poitier and Abby Lincoln. Sidney Poitier, who recently passed in 2022, was an actor, director, and author. He was known for breaking through barriers and stereotypes in the film industry. For instance, in 1950, he played a doctor in No Way Out. And in 1965, he played a working professional in the award-winning movie, A Patch of Blue. Now that may not seem like a big deal today, 
but seeing educated working professionals on the big screen in the 50s and 60s, he was definitely a trailblazer in that. Abby Lincoln was a jazz singer, songwriter, and actress. She was once married to the famous Max Roach, and together they played a major role in civil rights of the 50s and 60s. Along with this movie, she starred um, against Ivan Dixon in this movie called Nothing But a Man. And that was an amazing movie too, amazing love story. She has great chemistry with her leading men. She is just a beauty and a talent. So I have an episode where we talk about Nothing But a Man. So um, if my audience members wants to want to hear that discussion, they can easily go to my YouTube page, Consider Blacklet to see it. So uh, those are the two stars that are in it. So let's just dive into um, the story. So when Ivy the maid makes the announcement that she wants to leave, um, and mind you, this is in the 1960s, the family had various reactions to it. Um, from your perspective, Kaylin, tell us what you thought about the reactions of the family. Well, I thought the mother um, was really thinking about the fact that she was going to have to break in a new maid, you know, because she had uh, been with them. Ivy had been with them for like nine years. And um, I think the mother, that was her main concern. Oh God, I have to get a new maid and trying her best to get Ivy to stay. Uh, the father didn't seem to care one way or the other. He was like, we can get a new maid tomorrow, you know? So he didn't seem as, as connected to her as the mother did. The daughter, I thought, cared more about Ivy and Ivy's feelings um, and really seemed concerned about what Ivy wanted, you know. And I think the son was just concerned about the fact that he would no longer have a buffer between him and his father. And they didn't really get along. And you brought up a good point because out of all of them, I think the daughter was the one who cared more about Ivy feeling, Ivy's feelings. Yes. And the mother and father, they were just concerned about who was going to do the housework. This movie was done in the 1960s. And of course, it reflected the attitudes of, you know, whites, whites towards Blacks in that time. We, we do have the, some of those attitudes still today. At least for me, some of them were a little offensive. So, um, was there any particular attitude that offended you? Well, I think the biggest uh, attitude or the person, the character that offended me the most was the son. I thought he was a real jerk. and um, But I thought he was typical, you mm. know, of um, white boys at that time for many. I won't say all. but. Um, you know, there was a scene where he was on the phone trying to get a hold of someone and he almost said the N-word. Mm -hmm. And and the only thing to cut him off was that the person answered the phone, you know. So, you know, if he had said that, that would have really insulted me. <laughs> but again, that would have been the time, you mm -hmm. know. And of course, we still have people today saying it. So including our own people. Yeah. So, um you know, I wasn't highly offended because I just kept thinking of the time. Right, 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 right. And the thing that I don't want to say it offended me, but it bothered me that the mother was more concerned about 
keeping her house clean than Ivy's happiness or Ivy wanting to better herself. So that that bothered me. Um, and I mean, and, that just kind of went back to like films like The Help. Exactly, exactly. It's almost like they considered the Black service people as pets, really. Mm -hmm. So um, let's talk about the reasons um, that Ivy wanted to leave. Um, it seemed like they had hired her when she was young. She didn't really have any other options, but now mm -hmm. she's older. She wants to leave. Give us your perspective on that. Well, I think that that's something we can all relate to. She wanted more out of life, you know, and um, I think that for that time, you know, a lot of the white uh, employers didn't think of that with black people, that they were just like them and wanted more out of life, just like they had, you know, but that's what she wanted. She didn't want to be um, working for a white family for the rest of her life. And she wanted to have freedom. And that was something she mentioned a few times about being free. And so um, I think that's something that everybody can really relate to. Um, even if you know, you're not working for a white family, but you're working for a company and you don't necessarily want to work there anymore. Maybe you want to start your own business or, you know, you just want to do something different. You want to get a degree. You know, I think that that's something that a lot of people feel. And I like the fact that it was brought in, in the movie at this time, that it showed a person of color, a black person wanting to better themselves. This movie shows like, you know, okay, I got out of my previous situation. I've been here for nine years. So now it's time for me to move on. I want to be ambitious. I want to see the world. I want to be on my own. So right. I'm, I'm glad that that was brought out in the movie. Let's talk about Sydney's character. Um, it's His name was Jack Parks. Uh, he owned his own trucking company. But he also ran a gambling joint out of the back of the truck at night. Um, tell us how you felt about, you know, his profession and his character. I liked his character. And, you know, Sidney Poitier is one of my favorite actors. And so one thing that I always loved about him is that he was very careful about the, the roles that he chose. And, um, you know in those days when he first started acting, um, you know, you would have thought, okay, he's new in the business and he's gonna take whatever he can get, but he wasn't like that. He was very serious about how he was portrayed in film and how he represented as a black man. And so I'm not surprised that he has a business. His character owns his own business because that's something that Sidney Poitier would want. Um, now, as far as the gambling that he did at night, I didn't find that surprising because um, first of all, a lot of black people have had, especially in those days, have had to do two and three jobs, mm -hmm. you know, um, and whether it was legal or illegal, <laughs> um, so that wasn't that surprising to me because a lot of black people were not allowed to do certain jobs. Mm -hmm. You know, they could only get certain jobs. 
And so they had to make extra money any way that they could. With Ivy being a maid, I mean, there weren't that many other jobs out there for Black women, you know. So I think that um, it, it wasn't surprising to me. Um, I still felt like his character had a lot of dignity. Yeah, so did I. Because even though um, the, the gambling thing at night was illegal, he still did it with some class and he was definitely a person of authority i love the way he would get out of his trucking uniform and already have like his tuxedo on <laughs> it's so funny and and another thing i like about his character because i was not used to seeing the films that i've seen of sydney portier's i had not seen him as a playboy his characters always had dignity. He had a family man, you know, when he was in A Raisin in the Sun, he had a family, um, you know, when he was in No Way Out, he had a family, but, you know, his character really was this playboy. And the reason that the son chose Sidney Poitier, he didn't really want somebody to take Ivy out, marry her and take her away from the home. Right. Son wanted to hook her up with somebody who would just kind of play with her, maybe get her emotionally attached enough for, to want her to stay, but not marry her and take her away. So right. when he looked at uh, Sidney Poitier's character, Jack Park, it was like, okay, he's a playboy. And he was kind of handsome. I just looked at him differently because I used to look at him like, oh, you know, somebody's husband, a father. But now I was like, okay, he's kind of sexy. Oh, he's definitely yeah. sexy. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's interesting. The screenplay was written by a man named Robert Allen Arthur, but the story itself was created by Sidney Poitier. Tell us what you think about that. Not surprising. Again, you know, with Sidney, uh, he probably was also thinking, listen, I need to write something for myself. You know, if I'm not going to be um, offered a lot of good roles you know, I'll write it myself. And um, so the fact that he actually wrote a romantic comedy is perfect because in those days, you didn't see a lot of Black love on the screen, if you saw any at all. Mm -hmm. um, I first saw the film in the 70s when I was in high school and the film had come out in the 60s. But during the 70s, another film that I love, but that's considered to be a romantic comedy is Claudine. Mm -hmm. But, you know, really when you think about it, I mean, Claudine, it, you know, I think it eventually turned into romance, but in the very beginning, it was not romance. It was really sex. <laughs> and, so, mm -hmm. and so I think that seeing the love scene with um, Sidney Poitier and Ivy, uh, Abby Lincoln was just amazing to me at that time because I hadn't really seen something like that um, in film. Mm -hmm. And I like the I like the fact that they put the love scene in there so you could really see the intimacy between a black man and a black woman. Exactly, that was one thing I was going to point out that it was done in a classy way you know, and it was not raunchy at all, which I can't stand even in today's films. Um, but uh, it was really sweet. Mm -hmm. And and I really love that. Yeah, yeah. 
So at the beginning of the movie, um, the son um, convinced Sidney Poitier's character, Jack, to take Ivy out. I think he bribed him with, I can give you a promotional push in my friend's newspaper or the fact that uh, the the son's family owned a company that hired his trucking company. I think he kind of held that over his head. Right. Um, eventually, uh, Sydney's character started to fall for Ivy. At what point do you think he really started falling for her? Now, I think he started to fall for her when he had kissed her the first time, and then he was about to take her home. Mm-hmm. And then before he walked out the door, he ended up kissing her again. But while he was kissing her, he was telling her, I'm really no good for you, you know? And it was almost like he was trying to convince himself Mm -hmm. that he shouldn't be with her, but Mm -hmm. he was falling for her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I think he fell for her when he first saw her. Now, Uh I I think the situation was that, okay, let me walk lightly because I feel like if it was someone he really wasn't interested in, he would be like, you know, I'm not messing with this. But Lincoln is a very attractive woman, right? So I think when he saw her, he was attracted to her. And it seems like she was different from all the other women he may have gone out with because he was a playboy. Right. I think, you know, just from the dynamics I saw on the screen and in the story, I felt like um, he liked her sincerity. He liked the fact that she didn't play games and it just opened up a side of him that, you know, he didn't know was there. Now, I do believe that, you know, emotionally he was, he was there, but I think, you know, mentally he was like, this is my client's maid. I don't want to mess with it. And I think Mm -hmm. in the story, uh, his, uh, his mentality towards the relationship kind of caught up with his emotional. So I I think there was a connection. That's, that's what I got. Cause I remember when he, when he walked up and that's, that's a testament to Sydney's acting. He looked at her like, okay, she's not that bad looking. Okay, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Though I have to say, I hated her wig, but <laughs> but she is a good-looking person. She's good, and you know what? Her beauty transcended that wig. Yeah. But I must say, in the love scene when they were in the bed, I was looking. I was like, "Now is that wig about to come off?" <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, we can't let that happen." And probably in some scenes that ended up on the editing room floor, her wig probably did come off. <laughs> Well, you know, just another note about that love scene. You know, when I think about the black exploitation films that I saw back in the 70s, a lot of the women were really just for sex. That was it, you know. And those scenes were, you know, really raw. Mm-hmm. You know, you were you were seeing everything like with Pam Greer, you were seeing everything. You know, and so I really appreciated that Ivy had on like a robe or something. And, you know, you didn't have to see everything. You can leave some stuff to imagination. (laughs) And then it it emphasized the intimacy between them, you know? Yeah. And I think I had mentioned this to you before um, in the questions, but um, I feel that the the attitude or the emotions of the son was a little more 
towards Ivy than he let on. I really felt like he was like in love with Ivy. Um, and I say that because at the end he was like, well, I'll just marry Ivy to keep her here. And I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> well, you uh, know what? I didn't see it that way until the end. Mm -hmm. Then I thought, oh, he cares for her more than I thought. But uh, before that scene, I felt like he was the type of kid uh, who was like, hmm, I wonder what it would be like to be with a black woman. You know, that was the kind of thing, which is insulting, you know? So that is the kind of thing that I saw for him. Mm -hmm. But once he got to that scene at the end, I was like, oh, okay, maybe he does care about her. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, like you said, uh, they had mentioned earlier that when he was, I guess a few years before, he tried to make a move on Ivy and she just laughed at him. So that goes back to, you thinking, well, he just wanted to know what it was like to be with a black woman. But then when he was like, I'll marry her. And then I thought, okay, so he wanted her to be with a playboy, somebody who would not like jump up and marry her just so that she would be accessible to him. Tell us what were some of your favorite scenes? Well, of course the love scene was my top favorite scene. Um, but also, I like the scene towards the end where everything hit the fan in the kitchen mm -hmm. uh, with the white family and Ivy. Um, the mother was trying to cook and she was messing things up and everybody was kind of getting frantic. And you started to see the hints of Carol O'Connor's Archie Bunker character coming out. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was funny. Um, but there was also a scene when Abby was at the casino and she wanted to play dice. And Sidney Poitier said a line that I loved. He was like, we don't take from family. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, oh, okay. So he has some, you know, uh, sense of right and wrong, but, um, it was almost like Robin Hood, you know, like, oh, we only take from the rich. <laughs> so. Yeah, because um, it seemed like all of his clientele were whites. It wasn't yeah. any black people in their gambling. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, one of my favorite scenes, well, my favorite scene was at the end when she was mad at him. She found out that, you know, he had been coerced to take her out. Um, and, you know, she thought that he wasn't sincere and then he came into her bedroom at the, the white people's house. And then he started listing all the things that he loved about her. And I thought that was so sweet, even her Southern drawl. And, you know, it was just like, right. you know, he paid attention. Actually, you're right. That was another really good scene. Um, there were two familiar faces in the family. And you had mentioned earlier, the father was played by Carol O'Connor. And most of us know him as Archie Bunker and All in the Family. This predated All in the Family. And then also a very young Bo Bridges was in it. He played the right. Yeah, yeah. So it was good. I'm a fan of his too. So it was good to yeah. see. Yeah, so and am I. Well, we are running out of time, but I did want to give you an opportunity, Kaylin, to just talk about any upcoming projects you have that people may want to check out. Okay, well, um, I'm actually in the process of writing my book. It has been taken forever, but I'm going to get it done. It's called, Do You Know She's Black? 
musings of CNN's first Black travel reporter. So I am in the process of writing that. If people want to see more about my background and samples of my work, they can go to my website, kaylinthomas.com, K-A-L-I-N. And um, also, much further into the year, in November, I will have an exhibit of my international travel photography on exhibit at the Maryland Women's Heritage Center here in Baltimore. Wow, that's exciting. I can't wait. I'm into Baltimore. I will be there. Oh, awesome. <laughs> that would be great. Yes, yes. Well, everyone, that's our time for today. For Love of Ivy, starring Sydney Poitier and Abby Lincoln. If you're interested in seeing it, you can get it on DVD and Blu-ray on Amazon.com. So until next time, consider yourself Blacklit. Thank you. <laughs>